Hello, everybody. Welcome. And thank you for joining Bob and I today on UDTV. Our commitment is to journey with you and ask questions about how people living with diabetes can transform our lives from a common to uncommon diabetic life. We will explore the four pillars of health and seek answers from experts and uncommon diabetics so we can learn how to build the foundations of an uncommon diabetic life. Today is episode three. We're just beginning and it's about how we challenge diabetes with Chris Jarvis. Before we get started, I need to remind you that the content that we discuss on UDTV is provided for information and education purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for medical, psychological, or any other professional advice. The content is not necessarily representative of any organizations or institutions affiliated with Uncommon Diabetic Solutions, myself, or our UD team. So let's get started with our special guest host, Chris Jarvis, the founder of iChallengeDiabetes.org. I have had the privilege to get to know Chris over the past two years and have participated with him on two ICD adventures. And he has an amazing story. Chris was diagnosed with type one diabetes as a kid. He didn't have the type of support that was needed with his diabetes and would often feel alone and facing his challenges related to his type one diabetes. Through trial and error, he managed to hone his skills to a level that was uncommon. As a rower, he went on to compete at the Olympics and various world champions. He found that even at the highest level, most coaches and trainers didn't understand diabetes, so he mostly self-managed while trying to educate others along the way. He was and is a natural leader. So fast forward 15 years, and Chris's connection to diabetes spans this entire community. And I know from personal experience, Chris loves being able to provide the support he lacked in his early years. This basically helped him start and was the reason that he started to grow ICD diabetes. And as we can, he's been mentoring amazing people living with diabetes and he still feels that he hasn't even cracked the beginning of what ICD can do and is capable of. So I want to introduce you to Chris Jarvis, the founder of I Challenge Diabetes, a championship athlete, a leader, a friend, a colleague, and definitely an uncommon diabetic. Welcome and thank you, Chris, for joining us. Thanks for having me, and uh, certainly, you know, being able to share some of the experiences and the things that I've learned with others is, you know, as someone who's lived with this challenge, I know how influential those moments can be for me. So I'm happy to be here and be a part of be a part of your show. Hey, bud. Before we get started, I, I was thinking back to uh, something that happened with you. And my friend here this summer, um, I was sorry to hear that you had to take him on a camping trip into the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> sorry about that. So you were actually, um, you guys went on a, a, a trip. Would you mind sharing with some of our viewers where you went, how long, um, how long you went, and who you went with? Because um, that'll be a great introduction, I think, to the concepts of being in the outdoors going on a tremendous adventure and, uh, and also uh, being in a group. Thanks. I uh, appreciate that. And I actually appreciate the chance to camp with Heath and uh, I wasn't sure <laughs> if he was uh, 
you know, ready for the type of rugged wilderness that we were going to experience. Um, but I think the attitude is everything. And he continues to kind of recite these types of mantras and he was able to live them up. So we went seven days into the Rocky Mountains and without any electricity, everything that we had, we had to carry on our backs. Um, aside from a couple of lockers that we were able to use to, to put the food in at night to keep us safe. We actually saw a grizzly bear. Heath and I did an extra big hike right up into the grizzly terrain. And um, we were able to just take in these huge mountain vistas. Um, and we had to hike from, you know, the, the nearest road, 28 kilometers to get up into this valley. Uh, and then up there, we were able to stay in some rustic cabins and continue to explore and get up into the peaks, get up onto the snow, get into the, the glacier waterfalls. Um, it was a lot of endurance and exercise. And Heath, you do a better job of tracking all the steps that we take. Do you remember how many steps you took in one day? Well, each day was well over 20,000 steps. <laughs> it definitely yeah, was. And some of the biggest days, some of the biggest days were carrying a pack as well. Um, so, so that what's a pack, pack weight? Carrying... What's a pack yeah, weight? So... Show the picture of that. Yeah, yeah. So I was just going to say that, uh, you know, for, for Heath and I, we were trying to carry a little extra weight because we had people that were flying in in a helicopter and they weren't allowed to bring yeah. much. So we were carrying extra food for for extra people coming in. You see the, the packs there over the top of our heads. Um, and that's, uh, that's what we did for, for two days on the way up in for 28 kilometers. And then we continued to crank out the, uh, the steps while we were up there enjoying every, every you know, piece of that trail. Um, so the experience of it is, is really something just awe-inspiring. And the, the purpose of it, I think, for Heath and I is to step away from the norm right? Yeah. Just step into that uncommon experience because that's where the change really happens. That's where we get pushed out of our comfort zones. And I think that's where learning, you know, gets accelerated. It's not where it begins. We we're learning all the time, but where we're, you know, really pushed is where we're going to accelerate that learning because otherwise we pay the price. And I think uh, our team was able to our team was able to hike all the way up there and there were some struggling moments, but we were able to get through some of these tough points and everybody got up there into the mountains and, um, and then continued to enjoy from there as a team really bonded us. Tell me a bit about the group that you went with. You went with him, of course, and you guys were, I think he said the packs were around a hundred pounds. But Probably tell me a bit the, about the group. Yeah. Not everybody in the pack should, should be carrying that much for sure. We had, um, we had a young girl, everybody there was, was type one um, with the exception of maybe one uh, or two friends that were there to support. But uh, we had a group that was all living with diabetes. So we were figuring out how to balance our insulin levels for every one of those steps along the way. Uh, and as one person stopped to check, we all learned to stop and look and see what trend we were going through. How would we uh, dialogue to make some adjustments to that? You know, talking about the types of fuel that we want to use because some of them are, you know, fly and die. They, they hit fast, but they're not going to make it on a day where you're hiking for eight to 10 kilometers or eight, eight to 10 hours um, out on your feet. Um, but yeah, we, we were out there and the youngest one was 12 years old, a young girl who was recently diagnosed. And, you know, what bravery, eh, Heath, like to be able yeah. to come out there with this group 
and to, to venture into the mountains with a bunch of strangers, but also just to do something like that at, at that age, that was uncommon. That was yeah. really cool. And that, you know, really set the tone for our group as we looked at each person and valued their, their, uh, what they were taking on and their own, uh, challenges on the trail. And it made it easier for, you know, Heath and I to carry some heavier packs, um, and put in those, those steps with the weight. You know, I think, I think the group all showed from every single one at different, uh, from newly diagnosed to, uh, you know, guys like myself, almost 30 years of living with diabetes and learning it, it really challenged us, right? In the physical, the mental, emotional, all aspects of it, at different times, we all had different uh, issues and circumstances to manage. So that kind of leads me to a question that I have for you, our first question here. And as, can you sort of share your story of how you came up with that whole idea of I challenge diabetes and the use of the adventures and the outdoors to actually help us and help us learn about our bodies, learn about our mindset and all the four pillars of our life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to give a shout out to those that, that nurtured me and supported me in these challenges because there was a lot of moments where I wasn't sure if I should be doing it, you know, should I be challenging myself like this? And there were uh, coaches that didn't know anything about diabetes but still wanted to support me to be a part of that team and that's not just my, you know my rowing past is you know got got a lot of a lot of history there but my football coach in high school made a huge impact on me you know my hockey coach my parents always just looking to see what I could do um so that's just kind of the background of it and when I looked back when I got to the Olympic level in rowing and look back at how many of these obstacles I had overcome every day, not, not just making the uh, Olympic team, but every day, not being sure if, you know, if I was going to be able to manage this condition. And I mean, the number of times where I had low blood sugars and high blood sugars that scared me and, and the people that cared about me, um, you know, I, but I, I wanted to keep learning and keep challenging myself. And I knew that diabetes wasn't going to stop challenging me. So I think that's, that's where the that I challenge came from is that taking on those challenges helped me to get so much stronger. Um, and now, you know, there's so many things that come into my life that I think like, Oh, okay. That's a challenge, but I'm going to manage that. Right. Because I've just lived so much of my life with a daily challenge living with diabetes. And for those that are watching out there that are, you know, wondering about this giant hike up into the Rockies and thinking that's a far stretch. It's a stretch that's for sure and there's lots of things and heath and i've talked about you know the smaller steps that we can take something that's more appropriate for you at the time but you know 28 years into this diagnosis um i've got every confidence that when something happens with my diabetes i i have a good experience of how to manage it it's not going to be pretty all the time it's sometimes it's a it's going to be stopping me for a moment but i'm not going to let it stop me from and that's, that's where I think the eye challenge comes from is that you're standing back up after you get knocked down. And that's a lesson that my football coach taught me really well. He said, you're not going to, you're not going to develop the skill in football to not get hit, to not get knocked down, but you better get right back up if you do. Right. And right. I think that's, uh, that's the, the origin of that. And I love sharing that along and seeing other people that are always challenging themselves too. You know, 
it's such a great uh, uh, explanation, but you know, for all of us, it is about improvising. It's about adapting. It's about overcoming these challenges that diabetes brings us. Truthfully, that it brings all of us in life, right? So how important, Chris, are your routines in your life? You know, because you've already alluded to the fact that, you know, when we're exercising, we're burning more fuel. we got to understand what types of fuel work for me might not work for you, right? And likewise, the way I burn, you know, I'm built a little bit like a little, like my name, Stone, right? Little tanky thing guy versus a tall, lean guy with you. You know, you and I, we're very different bodies. So our diabetes has unique uh, issues with it. So how do routines really impact all of us in our, in our challenge with diabetes? Well, I mean, now we see a lot of emerging technology that can help. But if we have a core um, foundation of good routines, those routines set us up for success. And like the, uh, the most advanced technology for those out there that are into these, you know, uh, hybrid models where the computer's helping to make decisions about our insulin, that can be helpful. But the further off from a routine that we are, the harder that machine is going to be able to, to handle it. And so I actually learned at the very highest level that routines were the core foundation of our training for the Olympics. We would build in cycles and cycles so you could get used to that routine of doing the same workout sessions, uh, you know, day in, day out. And every, every week there'd be a little tweak, bumping that routine up a notch, bumping it up a notch for four years, for four years, building the type of routine that you can then handle to have the fitness and the strength to potentially win a gold medal for Canada, right? So I think that um, the routines at the highest level of athletics uh, are, are helpful. And then with our diabetes management side, you know, sometimes you want to shy away. You want to push those things out of your peripheral. But it's, it's our foundation. It's one of these uh, pieces that makes us strong and helps us hold on. Yeah. What do you think, Bob, about what Chris just said on that. It's really one step at a time. We have to do the adventure. We have to do the hike. We have to do what it is that we do in our life. Do you agree that for all of us, that routine of not trying to climb the peak that you've done hundreds and hundreds of peaks around BC and Alberta, right? We'll say dozens and dozens. Okay. I'm just dozens, building you up. Dozens and dozens. But it's always done one step at a time with each of the, the peaks or the assaults you're making. And you with, you know, insulin resistance and other things as well. How do you find that one step concept that he's talking about? Just add a little bit more to the routine yeah. to build resilience. Well, I, I love, I love the concept of, yeah, you should start somewhere based on your ability, but I think the concept of starting is really important. So I know that Heath, when he went on this trip with you, this was a totally unique experience for him. He hadn't done uh, six day backpack in the Rocky mountains with a group before. So the, the, um, that was an interesting piece of your mindset of the, your routine. So I know in Heath's life, part of his routine is to set challenges for himself. IE, um, what am I going to do this year? What am I going to do this month? What am I going to do today to maximize my day? And so I think that's probably the, the core routine uh, of, uh, that that uh, I tried to to use, and I know you use. Uh, I think that's what I challenge is based on. It's like, hmm, here's 
There's opportunity for us to challenge ourselves. There's opportunity to stretch ourselves. There's opportunity to, to maximize our day, our week, our year. So that's what I was really excited about uh, when I met you, Chris, was you give these a terrific opportunities for people to come together, diabetics to come together and stretch themselves. Just like you took Heath, you take dozens and dozens of uh, people every year. Um, so what, what is about that? What is about that challenge and that outdoor experience that's so powerful for you and so powerful for the people that come come on it? Uh, what's, what's the adventure component that really yeah. helps? Yeah, and actually it's perfect because one of the things that I was thinking about uh, when you started off with that first step component actually feeds into why we do the big adventures. So most people going on a big adventure end up opening up a lot more than what they would in a smaller endeavor. And so that's a great uh, component. It's not because you want to look back and say, I got to that peak. But in order to get to that peak, you have to push yourself. And that means that you'll probably open up and get a better connection with the peers around you that are working together as a team. And then cycle that back to Heath's first steps. He was open with me. And here I am. I'm honored to be connected and, and uh, sharing and, and chatting about our, our own aspirations because we have similar directions for the community here. Um, but then when he signed up for this trip, he was asking me, and, uh, you know, had a lot of great questions about it and was open to say, you know, I haven't done something like this before. And I really want to know. And so that really feeds into the big, big adventures that we do is that we're looking for those opportunities where we realize that we need each other. And we realize that we need a little bit of outside insight. You know, we need somebody else to give us an idea here because that's going to help us to become stronger. Um, but I saw that in Heath's first steps with preparing for our Cinnaboyne hike. And at first it was our West Coast Trail adventure, but that um, with, with COVID was not able to transpire. And I guess that resilience of, you know, looking to the next step that we could take. But I would say that that's a huge part of if you're out there thinking, well, how do I get started? That is an opportunity right there for you to reach out and ask questions and see where are you at? Are you ready for that? Or do you just need to prepare, you know, maybe you're ready and you just need to prepare yourself and to know what's coming. Um, and, and then that, that helps to create a stronger team because you're willing to open up and ask questions. Thanks, Chris. That's, that, that's the truth. Vulnerability is a superpower. And as diabetics, we need to realize that we're not alone. It, the, the, the condition itself seems to isolate sometimes and we feel like that way, but the real truth is, and, you know, you've heard me how, how many times, Chris, saying together we can, right? And I believe that it really comes back to the power of proximity, right? ICD and UD Solutions, our foundations, program, and community, they're really about getting in proximity together, right? We can learn because I don't know what Chris knows. I don't know what Bob knows. I don't know what, well, each of us, I learned so much about technology as an example, me being the old guy in the group. And I learned about looping technology. We talked about CGM. We talked about all kinds of different methods of managing blood sugar to the point where now I'm on CGM. I'm on the same system that you are, right? With Medtronics. Why? Proximity, right? And we get in there and we start to learn what we don't know. And that's really the beginning of our transformation, I think, from a common 
diabetic to an uncommon diabetic is how do we get into community? How do we truly be vulnerable about where I am at, where I want to go, and then being around people that have always, already traveled that path? Because that's what really gets us. There's nothing in this world that we haven't learned. Two things, fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. That's what God gave us when we're born. At the end of it, everything else is learned. And that was so powerful for me and why I'm so excited, you know, about us, Chris, our friendship and the relationship we have is we're so aligned on how we want to empower people to be uncommon and that anything is possible. We just got to take the first step. And the truth is that lots of people are, are stuck in their houses. Yeah. Right. They, we feel alone. We feel isolated. Um, we take, sometimes we take the easy way out. We just uh, do our normal, habitual, um, easy routines. And we don't often think about what we can do to stretch ourselves, what we can do to reach out to others. Where do we go to meet um, other people that are going through the same journeys that we're going through? And so that's why I challenge, I think it's a real special place. I challenge diabetes. Yeah. Chris, when people uh, come on your trips, give me, uh, tell me a story or two, or at least talk about some of the uh, insights that they get um, when they come on your trips, uh, when they connect with others, when others uh, participate in your events together. You know, I think that idea of like development right from a baby is something that I've learned a lot about from these community engagements is that we've each developed a different uh, set of fears. And so for me, when I was, you know, going through, I guess, that whole transformation myself, it was when I was trying to get further in, in my sport of rowing. And the big fear for me was being a good enough team. And so I was willing to persevere through low blood sugars and high blood sugars. And, you know, I was always trying to balance them to be my teammate that that I wanted to be somebody that my teammates counted on. And then as I've gotten so many more teammates with diabetes, and I see people who are much more afraid of a low blood sugar and they might run their blood sugars a lot higher. Others who are terrified of high blood sugars who run them lower. And so I think that's where we all learn to balance when we see each other, right? Is that we um, can start to see that the other side is okay. We don't have to, be you know let our fear drive us into a corner and that's where the biggest negative impact is going to come from having diabetes is if we let our fear drive us into a corner mm -hmm. but if we keep on exploring and see if it's a new technology that scares us uh, um or if it's a so we're having some wi-fi challenges time. here and their health is well with it. These bring together a lot of value. And I think that's what I've really benefited from over the years by so many new people. In fact, I, I was just at a school today and I met a kid whose first day back after diagnosis was yesterday. And he came up in front of the whole class and demonstrated how he poked his finger. And, you know, he couldn't even remember how the strip went in yet or how to open the bottle of strips. But he had the confidence 
to stand up there and to share it with his class. Nice. And that type of confidence I did not have as a kid. So those things keep motivating me, keep giving me strength, right? And lifting me back up to take that next first step. And, uh, and I think that's what the biggest part of our community is all about. And, and what, what you're doing with the opportunities that you're creating for people in the corporate setting or, you know, across this whole platform, people living either with prediabetes or diabetes type one or two, um, giving them an opportunity to connect and be supported and also to offer their strengths too, because those things, yes. you help somebody else, man, does it ever make a good impact? You know, I think for people to understand is that we really are together in this journey. And I think what you're alluding to on these steps and the, the, the pattern of our life, these routines, right? And we've talked to yourself a lot about the four pillars, right? And what you're talking about here is our mindset to be willing to start, to have that courage, like the young boy you just talked about, to step up and say, you know what? I'm on a new journey. I'm now living with diabetes, but I have control over my mindset. That pillar number one, that uncommon sense that I can really change and have an impact on what I learn and what I think like to move forward. And what's the relationship I'm going to have with myself, right? As a person living with diabetes, what's the relationship with my food, that uncommon fuel I'm going to choose, you know, and the challenges we have. Do I want that ice cream, or am I going to choose to have some chia seed pudding instead? What about our exercise? How do we prepare for adventures to increase it when we're feeling tired and exhausted because we've had a poor sugar day? It happens. It does for me, right? I just get so wrapped up sometimes I forget to bolus. I forget as a type one. But if you're a type two and you're, you're not taking insulin, it might be that you forgot to take your metformin or, or it might be that you just simply got frustrated and wanted to just have that beer or that drink with your friends. It's okay. And be real. Where am I at right now? It's now, do we have the routines to respond, to understand that, okay, I need to readjust and improvise, adapt to this circumstance and move? Because our A1Cs, our blood sugar, they're just numbers. They're not who we are. And it's about how do we get them into a healthy range and manage that? And how do we do that? Pillar three, it's our exercise. It's our movement. It's the choice of our fuel that we put in. And it's recovery, realizing it takes time. And that's one of the things, Chris, that I've learned with being in your proximity. The graciousness and understanding you give to us to that it's okay to be where we are, but it's more important that we just admit it. Are you still there, Chris? There he is. There we are. Yeah, Chris, I just, uh, I just noticed that um, the obesity epidemic among school children has skyrocketed in the States. I'm not sure if it's the same in Canada, but I just was reading a research article that said ever since COVID set in, that um, obesity is just going through the roof because kids are inside. They're inside all the time. They're not, out they're not outside. Can you speak a couple of um, minutes on on the power of the outdoors, the um, the the th what happens with um, a person's mental state and a person's physical state when they get in the outdoors? Thanks. Yeah, I think that uh, we'll be you know we sometimes talk about the cost financially 
to the pandemic, uh, pandemic that's happened here. Um, but obviously there's going to be a physical and mental impact from this. And uh, we shouldn't have, uh, you know, a lack of hope because of it. Because um, when we recognize something, something about it, right? And there's been a lot of people who, by good decision, were, were trying to, you know, social distance as we've been taught that to heighten the virtual experience and not getting outside that pays that pays a toll as well so when we see um people coming outside they actually uh realize that that there's a whole different experience the the amount of uh, pixels in your tv can't match what you actually get with your eyes and well said. some people will will panic and they'll say well what i can't I can't bring my phone out there. I can't do this. Can't do that. And as a, you know, different organizations will have different rules and we don't stop people from bringing their phones, but we, um, we purposefully go where there isn't cell phone range. <laughs> and that's because there is something of value to leave the, the games and the text messages and the status updates behind. And uh, I think the most memorable one from this summer, uh, we had a group that went on our Killarney Extreme Adventure. And this is kind of one of the ones that I set up for myself as an exciting extreme adventure. So you can imagine it was tough. And there was a group of girls, they had on the water, jettaging through the mountains. And uh, I know that the, the girls that, that, that arrived we're not the same girls that, that left. Um, and one of them that was, uh, was on the trip said to me, you know, first off, like, I would really like to do this again next year, but I'm going to be more prepared for it. I'm going to train for it. And I'm going to pack differently. The things that I thought were of value to me aren't that valuable anymore. And, and I thought that was just like such an enormous experience for me. Right. As as the leader of that team to see that somebody saw, you know, the first day and a half where they still had cell signal, they were hitting the instant messenger and, you know, sharing posts about their adventure. And they continued to take pictures throughout the trip, but they were more so doing it for themselves and, you know, just taking a moment to, to sit there and not think about the Instagram picture, but to think about this world that they're discovering. And I think that's a big about my journey, being out on the water as a as rower, just being able to kind of take in the beauty of the moment. And sometimes that beauty was, you know, a nasty rainstorm that I, at first, I was thinking, I do not want to be out in the water. Man. And being in that moment where you're like, wow, like this, even though it's not something I wanted to do, it, it has this beauty um, that, that you experience. And so that's what, uh, you know, our extreme adventures might skip. Not only just carrying the pack, but doing it in the rain. But I think those are the big transformative moments for people. There are beautiful moments nestled inside of there that are worth the, that you have to dig deep for. That those things are actually what life is really about, is about seeing yourself in motion out there and enjoying it right not just watching somebody else in a movie but experiencing it yourself so i think i think uh you know bob w wouldn't you agree 
guys, we've just talked about this, that the challenges directly that we take on in our life directly relate to the gains that we experience in our life, the knowledge we learn, the, the strength we get internally, physically, mentally, emotionally that we get from life. And being willing to step forward and do that is important. But one thing that you said that I think was really important was that person that you just talked about said that I need to prepare. And Abe Lincoln said, you know, we, I repeat it all the time, chance favors a prepared mind. And that really matters in the wilderness when you're out away from technology and, you know, you only got a spot or a sat phone to, to get help if you need it, right? So I think one of the things that we're doing together is really trying to create a, 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 a program for people to prepare for these types of challenges in, a, in an alliance with ICD and with our UD Solutions and UD Foundations to create a program. And that's something that I'll provide more information about it later, but I think it's an important part for people to understand that when you prepare, you're empowering yourself to maximize the return or the gain you get. And that's for diabetics especially, because we have to plan everything in our life, right? And knowing what to do. Go ahead, Bob. I was going to say that, you know, there's a, we're, we're human beings are the only um, animals on the mammals on the planet that I can actually forecast what they're going to do in the future. So we don't have to do uh, the things we did last year, the same way this next year. And with 2022 coming up, it's a great time for us to start thinking about the future, yeah. thinking about what we want to accomplish, thinking about um, our bodies, our minds um, and um, how we're going to challenge ourselves for the next year uh, coming up. So I, so listeners out there and uh, viewers uh, look at, I challenge diabetes as an opportunity for you yeah. to, to uh, inspire yourselves for next year. You have some friends that are diabetic as well. Um, I know the experiences you have on outdoor wilderness trips are literally life-changing. It impacts you spiritually, it impacts you mentally, it impacts, impacts you physically, all to the positive. Yeah. Make friends for life. Is that not true? Mr. Jarvis, you make friends for life. A minute. Chris, would you mind signing yeah. off and reconnecting because it's only coming through about 10% yeah. right now. So that'd be great. Yeah. See you in a sec. So, you know, what I really want us to do, I think, for our viewers that are watching here today is Chris's knowledge and his routines are literally world-class, right? He is a truly an amazing leader on adventures as an Olympian, on and on. So why don't we run him through our one thing routine question and answer. It's a rapid fire. We hit him with a whole bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And let's get Chris, when he comes back on, mm -hmm. to really give us his one thing for each of them. And we'll hit him with questions like, Managing your blood sugar levels, right? How and what is the best thing that you can do mm -hmm. to manage your overall blood sugar management and reduce your A1C? Mm -hmm. Or I'm trying to lose body weight today. How do I do that safely and sustainably? Mm -hmm. sure. What is the one thing on that? What are your thoughts on that? Well, we'll see how he does. Right. Okay. Let's see how he it's does. It's a rapid fire thing. We'll just see how he does. That's right. So while you're just reconnecting, Chris, we were talking to the viewers and Bob and I are chatting. We want to run you and give us all, because you are so experienced at living with diabetes, 
right? And you are definitely an uncommon diabetic in what you do. And I'd love to share with people your one thing. What's the one thing that you would recommend to the question, what you feel is the best answer and the one thing that will really transform somebody with achieving that? And it's just a rapid fire, whole bunch of questions and answers. Are you up for the game? Yeah, go ahead. Can you Chris. hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, well, I, great. Now, before we start the rapid fire, I just wanted to share about planning for next year and the ability to do so. Yes. Good. We also Good. have Thank the, you. the ability to think about who we have who we have around us and the supports that we need to do that. And I think that's a big part of it. Sometimes uh, it can be really intimidating. You set your goal and you go after it and you might want to think about, you know, the types of supports that you have around. And I think that's what we're, you know, we believe in here. Um, But that helps to ensure your success. And sometimes part of that pathway is important to do so. So uh, with that being said, uh, I think I would be happy to do some rapid fire, but uh, in terms of what we have planned, that's the way we've been uh, looking at it. And we also uh, take a similar strategy that my rowing coach taught us, uh, taught me, not my, my whole team from my challenge diabetes, but we look at what we did last year. What did we do the year before? Where do we think we should go next year? Mm. Should we take something away? You know, something that's not helping us? Is that, you know, trading that time that we're spending there? Can we put it in somewhere better? Can we make a better impact for ourselves? And, um, you know, that's the same, you know, the same thing applies for us as an organization. We want to think who can we have around us that are just going to support us better. It's going to help us to achieve our goals and has a shared mission. So that I think was what we were talking about just before I left there. Um, And I would encourage you definitely, you know, if you're thinking about exploring with, other type ones, it's a great way to get some support. Um, for those of you that have type two, there's still great supports out here. And I think our uh, uncommon diabetic solutions are going to be creating opportunities for you to explore together as well. Um, but it definitely helps have people that understand and have a like-mindedness to it. Um, for sure. Thanks guys. Great question. Good advice, Chris. No, a hundred percent. You know, I think that, um, we're going to hit you with a bunch of questions, but I think it, it, you can't speak enough about proximity. You know, who we hang with is what we become. And what we're talking about on routines now, and this is what the rapid fire is about, is those routines that we pick up from being around other people, from all different uh, uh, types of lifestyles. It's amazing what we learn. And that's really a critical element. So, What do you think, the one thing, Chris, this is going to be the rapid fire now. What do you think is the one thing you would do to get an advice you would give to get the best result for a person with diabetes to lose body weight safely and sustainably? Of the four pillars, what do you think the one thing is that they should act on? Well, I mean, this is my opinion, of course. Agreed. Everything is the active you know, the, uh, the exercise component helps your whole fuel system to start metabolizing differently. And so that's the way I look at it. And I know that I've had moments where I've needed to reassess. I think starting off with the health exercise pillar is going to be really helpful. Um, 
just to follow a bit up on that, what, what kind of activity are you doing um, on a I'm weekly basis? Performance, exercise, movement. That, that's where I would go. What 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 are you doing right now uh, on a weekly yeah, so basis? Yeah, I think that uncommon performance uh, pillar there is where I would, I would I would look at. You know, I um I came out of a race that I did with some of my Olympic teammates just a week and a half ago, and it kind of lit that fire for me. And it said like I you know I really want to make the time for training, and so uh, you'd asked it earlier actually Bob about relationships and how long they last when you connect. So I just uh, had a friend reach out from eight years ago that we did a hike together in Thunder Bay at the Sleeping Giant. And she reached out to me and she said, you know, we, we haven't seen each other in a long time, but I've been thinking about you. And, you know, we've kept in touch through social media endeavors. Um, and she said, I, I want to do something. So she said that she was going to challenge herself to run 100 kilometers in November, which breaks out to be about three point kilometers a day. And so we decided to take that on together. And that's a part of my daily exercise routine now is, is going for a run and um, getting out there. And, and that's, you know, for right now, that's working really well for me. Um, and for maybe some of your viewers out there, I've, I'm a dad of two and I've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And I think that's a pretty challenging period in life to transition through and just encourage everybody to think, you know, if you've stepped off the bandwagon during that parental time period, it doesn't mean that you're done for, you know, done for the uncommon performance pillar. You can find ways to get back in and find ways that are reasonable for you looking back at the last year. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm getting back in and maybe, you know, a long time ago, I used to row over 60 kilometers a day. I'm not looking to do that right now. You know, I'm looking to do something <laughs> no. that's realistic, that's motivating, that that helps me to feel better, right? So it's about setting something that's definitely meant for you. Well, I think I'd hit you with another uh, question. Then you're talking about, um, you know, exercise. What would you say are the top routines for the four pillars? What do you do to help clear your mind and reduce stress? Well, when, when Bob asks about what it feels like to get outside, what people benefit from it, I think during this COVID era, like getting outside has never been more important for me because it reminds me of how big the world is, how old the world is, and it just really helps me to reset my clock. So that fresh air coming in is something that, you know, it's just one component of that, um, of that for me. And and so that helps my mindset to get in the right uh, place. And then for fuel wise, there's lots of times and Heath, you speak quite honestly about it where, you know, you get into a, a treat and treats can become habits. I think that's, you know, really important part about uncommon fuel is to think about what our habits are. And that's what we need to be most mindful of, right? As if, you know, these Halloween treats end up becoming a daily ritual. Uh, that, you know, that lead us and that's going to be holding us back and actually not adding anything to our lives like that. So that's, I guess, a, a key component uh, there. Um, and then as we talked about with uncommon performance, I think it's really important to stay within your zone. You want to push yourself to exercise and be, you know, moving, but you want to be doing it for you, not, you know, what you see your neighbor doing, not what you saw yourself 10 years ago doing. You want to think what's a healthy 
way for me to be active right now. And that's going to make you feel good, you know? And then the uncommon energy right now, I, I've been thinking about that, uh, you know, getting my rest and recovery. If I'm running every day, you know, I've got to make sure that at some yeah. point in my day, I'm also dedicating some time to recover and hydration. I mean, we, we've all heard and said it, but it, it's a simple routine, right? If you get a good routine of grabbing a, grabbing a glass of water, you know, sometimes you might think, oh, I need a coffee right now. But if you're drinking three or four <laughs> cups of coffee a day, <laughs> that that glass of water's got to come before it. That's for sure. And sometimes you start drinking the water and you feel like, Oh, I don't really need the coffee anymore. It was probably, I was running a little bit low on my hydration. Right. So, um, that's, that's a few things for me right now that are, you know, top of mind and doesn't mean it's the same for everyone, but I, that's where I'm running through on my four pillars regularly. That, Oh, great bit, tidbits of, uh, of knowledge and wisdom there. I thank you for that. So, what would you recommend for somebody who wants to get involved with the community? Because that's what we're really talking about. That ability to be around people so that we're able to do challenges like you with your friend and starting to run three kilometers a day. It's, you know, you and I having our watches connected and you see, and I see, you know, Oh, he thought of a workout today or vice versa. I go, man, I got to get out and get, get busy. Community is more than just working out. It's about having the opportunity to say, you know what? Things are going tough and I need some help on how to fix this little challenge that I'm having. It could be with technology, it could be with uh, anything, right? Just life. What would you recommend as a good starting point with ICD? And then, you know, I know with us, our community, we really want and we do work with ICD and, and partner to help uh, as a unit to really help people in their diabetic journey. So what is it for you? that was really going to help with the, the uh, taking action and moving forward. Uh, so in terms of connecting with your community, I, you know, I see a lot of different uh, types of outreach and the ones that I think are the most hazardous, I'm going to start off with. And that's the person that's looking for the exact right niche. That's going to blend with their interests. And I think when you're looking for community, you're actually looking for people who see things differently who maybe are doing something a little bit differently. And that might be the best opportunity for you because coming out and doing something, you know, that Bob is most interested in right now that I haven't been doing might be a big eye opener for me. And I have an opportunity to learn from Bob and what he's doing and why and I might realize that, wow, like I really like that, you know, and even if it's not something that's going to transform my daily routine, it's going to give me a fresh breath of air. So I would say that a lot of uh, the, the pitfalls that I've seen is when somebody, you know, who recognizes they really need to get connected, but they're going to pass because, oh, this one's not the right fit. So I would encourage you to think about just, you know, is it possible? Is it something that I could try? And you're not making a commitment for life. You know, when you're coming out, you're just looking for an opportunity. And I think that's um, kind of transition point. When I see people trying something new, giving somebody a chance. Um, I think that's the most important part. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny when you see um, some of the pictures on our website, you might see a whole bunch of people that look, you know, they're all doing the same thing. But when you look a little closer, you remember Heath on that uh, Assiniboine adventure, hiking for seven days together. We had 12 year olds, you know, teenagers, young adults, older adults, old men. 
old men even took an old man around that's good for you so that that age part is just one component and i think the community can surprise you that people with differences add more value the fabric becomes stronger when we bring our differences and we accept each other and learn about each other it's really going to make the opportunities all that more uh, impactful so that's a long answer to your question there but i think that's an important part for you to think about when you're looking for community is give people a try and you'll realize how much more value the people that don't look like you don't do the same things that you do um, will offer when you have some common ground to start the discussion you know that really hits the old adage right of if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got, right? So I totally support that, right? Because if we're willing to look and try something new, right? And see other people having success with something and we actually copy them because it's very simple. Routines tell you what the results will be, right? When I look at you, Chris, I know the results you're getting. It's because of the routines. If we do what we've always done, we're going to get what we've, always, what we've always got. If we want to have what others have, then we just need to do what others do. So take courage and just step forward and join a community. Like research ICD, research Uncommon Diabetic Solutions, research Mastering Diabetes. There's many, many, many organizations that are out there and find one that fits for you. I know that Chris and myself and Bob would love you to come and join our communities because we really want to work together and bring that diversity, those different age groups, people from all different walks of life to challenge diabetes, to transform and live an uncommon diabetic life. Do you guys have any other um, comments or closing thoughts on that, Chris? When, when we're in community that... Well, what, what I would say as well is that once you get in there, sometimes people come in looking at how, you know, other people have it together. And with diabetes, we can be pretty judgy about ourselves. Yeah. And so I like to uh, encourage the group to recognize what you bring to the group, as well as recognizing how can we be more like Bob, the way that he connects the group when we're in a group setting just feel so good and I want to be just like that so I don't think about the fact that Bob's better than me I think about wow Bob really did that well how could I be a bit more like that and continue to recognize yourself for what you bring and I think that when you get out there it's to help you to feel less intimidated if you're just thinking how could I do that a little bit more like that and then you're thinking about that progress that you're making uh, and feel the impact when somebody gives you that compliment too, because others are going to see that value you bring better than you do in most cases. So I think that uh, I've seen others struggle like, oh yeah, but I don't, I don't connect the group like you do. And so if Bob's given you that compliment to share what he thinks you bring into the group, make sure you absorb that and keep trying to be, you know, that little bit more that you want, but you've got to start off with acceptance of your own strengths and, in order to move forward. I think that's my, my thought on it. It's brilliant. Bob, how about yourself? Well, I just wanted to say thank you, um, uh, Chris, uh, for joining us today. Um, I was so excited to just ch- chat with you again. Um, but along those three lines of adventure, 
outdoors and group, right? That's what we tried to do today. Um, and you set a, a fantastic bar for that adventure word. Most of us, we don't think about adventure. Adventure to us would probably be flying to Hawaii and sitting on the beach for a couple of weeks. But there's adventures to be had right in our own backyard. And we have the, we have the intentionality to actually plan those adventures out. We can make 2022 uh, the most adventurous times of our life if we want to. If we uh, incorporate the outdoors to it, then we're going to be incorporating something very special, uh, as we alluded to today, as you spoke actually eloquently about. And also uh, finding a group of people to do things with that, um, that will help you grow, help you learn. Uh, that's what I've learned from you today. So thank you very much for sharing your time with us. You know, Chris, I want to ask you, where can people find more information about I Challenge Diabetes and uh, about yourself and the programs and, and adventures that you're offering? So, yeah, I, I think, uh, thankfully, we've had uh, the iChallengeDiabetes.org uh, rotating through the screen there, as well as UncommonDiabetic.com. But we're also on Instagram, and uh, we are on Facebook. And you'll see a whole lot of our team members that are on our uh, About Us page. And you'll see just what a diverse community this is. I think that's really helped when we, when we think about um, the growth of our organization. I'm just floored and blown away by these, uh, uh, both youth as well as uh, friends that have so much experience to offer coming together. Um, but I would check it out and, and uh, chat about anything that you're curious. And I just, I'm just wanting to really thank you for participating today, bringing your wisdom, your knowledge, and your experience of being an uncommon diabetic to us, our viewers, and everybody that's going to be is, is in your community and, and our community and is coming to join us. And we're really excited about that. So thank you again. I really want to offer everybody here today watching and everyone who watches this video in the future that just know that you can transform your life from a common and what you feel sometimes alone or uncommon diabetic life to an uncommon diabetic life. And that's full of energy, health, and the ability to perform at whatever standard that you've set. And I want to invite you on Thursday at 4 p.m. to join me, to join Bob, and participate in our Transform Workshop. It's a two-hour time where you get to learn about the four pillars of health and just how we can transform our life and move forward in our journey, taking that first step. And during that time, we'll also talk a little bit more about the full services that we offer at Uncommon Diabetic Solutions. But please take advantage, join us on Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for the UD Transform Workshop. And thank you for your time today and joining us on this journey of challenging diabetes and transforming our life to an uncommon diabetic life.